Today we're going to talk about texting and how you can make it not just a one-way conversation, but an engaging conversation with whoever you're texting at your church. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I've got my friend Jeanette Yates uh, back with me. She works at Texan Church. And today we talk about texting because one of the things that I hear a lot, and she hears this as well as we discuss in the conversation, but one of the things we hear a lot is that texting is just a one-way conversation for churches. They just share information and they never get information back and they never engage with the person they're texting. So how do you overcome that? What can you do? Jeanette shares with us a few different tips that we can uh, do as churches to create engaging conversations that go back and forth where you're really doing ministry rather than just broadcasting information. So I'm really excited to have Jeanette on. She's got a lot of great knowledge and a lot of great information. So without any further ado, let's get into the conversation with Jeanette Yates right now. All right. Well, with me right now is my friend. And uh, while she's not a fellow Floridian, she is a Floridian. Yes. I'm not. I'm a Virginian. Yes. Uh, this is Jeanette Yates, and she's worth Texan Church. Jeanette, how are you? I'm great. You can be an honorary Floridian, actually, if you well, want to be, I mean, since you have people yes. here. Yes, I do have people there. Yeah. Uh, I hope they don't stay there forever, but, uh, you know, yeah. And you wear flip flops like way too much for I, somebody I, who's I cut, not in Florida. Yes, I've cut back on that. I, I have okay. cut back on that. I've, I've been wearing more slip on shoes of late. So there you go. You know, I'm trying to become, I'm just getting older, Jeanette. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not quite working for me anymore. So, well, Jeanette, Jeanette and I actually had like a 20 minute conversation before we even, you know, got we always on do. Here. so I don't, even, I don't even know what to start with other than Jeanette, I know you very well. We've, we've been friends for quite a number of years. You love Twitter, yes. but for someone who doesn't know who you are, why don't you share with everyone who you are and what you do? Okay. So my name is Jeanette. I do live in Florida. I'm married and have two awesome boys and I am the community manager for text and church, which is a dream job. I love doing it. Basically I get to hang out with church leaders online in zoom calls, all those things all the time and help them uh, learn how to use technology and use it to connect with their communities and build relationships with their members and guests. And that's basically what I do. I would say texting church is the premier texting service for churches to use. Um, we use it at my church and I am so glad we do. Yeah. So. You know, texting church has been around for a, a little while now. So we are the leading provider of text messaging for churches. And one of the things that we really help churches do is learn how to use uh, the platform in ways that make sense for their church, because we know that every church is unique, uh, has a, has a different set of, um, members and different communities. And we want them to feel successful and like they're actually connecting with their, uh, members and their guests and their community. Um, and not just, you know, 
yelling into the void, right? (laughs) Sending out spammy stuff or whatever. Yeah. And you, you run the Facebook group, right? For Texan church. Yes. I'm that, you know, we, all of our team tries to get in there and interact with our members in there, but we have a wonderful community there inside the Texan church community, Facebook group, where one of the things I love about it is, you know, like I just mentioned, every church uses technology differently, whether it's Texan church or planning center or, you know, CCB or whatever, MailChimp, whatever people are using all of these things differently. And so to have a place where they can come and say, okay, how do how are you using these tech tools to really do ministry. And I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart, Tom, because <laughs> you've been doing that through your digital boot camp for a long time, where you're really just helping people not just use technology, but use it in a way that's kingdom building and progressing toward that goal of sharing the gospel. So, you know, we want to have this hub, have this community of people that are that have that like-minded thinking of, okay, so I've got this texting tool now what? And so different churches, you know, we've got pastors, we've got, you know, church administrators, we've got, uh, youth pastors that are also the tech person, (laughs) you know, we've got all these different people, all different contexts, right. All different contexts coming in and kind of sharing and encouraging with each other, uh, encouraging each other, which I just absolutely, that's my favorite thing. So well, and I know you've had experience with this because um, you've been on podcasts before, you, but you've also hosted your own. But one yeah. of the new things you guys just started doing at the end of last year was you yes. guys came up with yeah. a podcast. So tell me a little bit. I've listened to a few of the episodes <laughs> and I love them. They're short. They're sweet. Yes. Yes. They're right on. They're, they're it's very focused. But tell me a little bit about your podcast and why you guys actually chose to start a podcast. Well, first of all, as you're well aware, Tom, I am a podcast fanatic. So I could start 10 podcasts today because I have that many interests and I love podcasting. Um, but you know, finding the right podcast that would actually serve our community was one of the things that like, every time I'd be like, Oh, I have a great idea. Let's do a podcast. They're like, okay, Jeanette, calm down. And so, um, we kind of kept coming to the drawing board because podcasting is so popular. And just when you think like, Oh, it's gotta be peaking, it's, yeah. it shifts and changes. And then podcast is, you know, more viable now as a, as a tool for communication or marketing or storytelling, community building, all of those things than it was, you know, a few years ago. So, you know, we kept coming back to the drawing board on it. And one of the things that, you know, like I mentioned in our community, we hear from everyday church leaders all the time. So I think sometimes when, you know, you're trying to learn how to use something new or bring in a technology into your church because you know you need to be sending a better email or you know you need to be starting to use texting or get a better website or whatever. The people telling you about it, it's like they've been working in that website or texting or email or whatever for so long that that like maybe they don't get what it's like to be sitting in your shoes trying to do all the things that you need to do in ministry. A lot of ministry leaders, a lot of church communicators that I talk to as part of the community that we've built, they're frazzled. They are multitasking. They are spinning plates, juggling, whatever you want to say. <laughs> they are yep. frazzled. And we want we wanted to hear how they use technology 
to go from frazzled to focused. And so that's really what we started thinking is instead of, instead of having us telling people how they could use text and church, for example, to organize, streamline, save time, why don't we let our members tell people how they use text and church and then maybe other platforms as well. You know, one of our, one of the podcasts, this is a little spoiler alert. That's for season two. One of the people that we interviewed was like, I use the do not disturb on my phone. That's how I set boundaries. That's how I do it. And we were like, oh, oh that's a tech tool. Okay. So it doesn't have to be one of, you know, and that's real, that's real life, right? It's like, some, sometimes you use what you have. And right now for this, you know, this person, their do not disturb was the best tool for other people. It's like yeah. Google docs. I live and breathe. Like I can't, you know, I can't deal without it. And just listening to them talk about those different tech tools. They also share about how they use text and church to, to help them focus, help them stay on task, the right task. I don't know about you, Tom, but for me, I have so many different tasks, so many different things I'm doing every day, whether it be for text and church or for my family or for, you know, caregiving for my mother, that if I don't have reminders set, I'm going to, something's going to drop, something's going to slip through the cracks. And so having tech help me stay focused on the people around me helps yeah. me be a better communicator, a better community builder, a better mom, a better wife, a better caregiver, a better daughter. And so, you know, that's what we're really doing with this podcast is allowing people to share how they're using technology to actually spend more time doing what got them into ministry in the first place. Right. Yeah. So that's what we yeah. want. So I'm really excited. Season one uh, dropped right around the holidays. We just wanted to give somebody a little something to listen to while they were wrapping presents and all that kind of stuff. Season two is coming out later um, this spring. Uh, and I'm already so excited about the new season. We got new music, the whole shebang. It's going to be great. I, uh, you said about reminders, I used to be a big, you know, memo pad. Here's all my to-do lists and I need to do that for the week. And I've become less than that. And where I've become huge is those reminders on my iPhone because it goes on my computer, my yes. iPhone, my iPad. Yes. And my goal is to know, have no reminders sticking up in the top right corner you know, of my computer yes. by the end of the day. It, 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 they've become very vital. So I, I love the reminders. Yes. But we're not going to talk about reminders today. Mm -hmm. Oh, which by the way, I will include the Texan Church podcast uh, in the show notes. Uh, so you can Thank check you. it out, make sure you, <laughs> I have subscribed to it and I would encourage you to subscribe to it as well. Um, but we're going to talk about texting. Um, in particular, we're going to talk about this one question that I always deal with at my church is how do we make texting, not just a one-way communication? In right. fact, like, again, a lot of times that we'll send out a text to people, there'll be a reminder, Hey, Remember about the big game party we yeah. got going on, a reminder about the youth group thing, but rather sending about information, how do you make it where it's a two-way conversation? Because I really do believe texting is a huge, huge resource, tool right. for us to use at our church. So what, I'm sure you get that question asked a lot. Is that yes. true? It's true. I get it asked a lot. Or people will say, oh, we don't want to use texting. So like your church uses text and church. My church does too. They use texting, but they're, they, you know, it still can sometimes turn into that just, you know, billboard, right. That broadcast yeah. channel. 
And so there's the, there's people that are using texting, but they're like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not really, it's not really a ministry tool. It's just a, you know, a bulletin board. And then there's the other people that are like, oh, texting that is so spammy. Like who wants a text? And so to kind of combat that, those, both of those objections, like, "Eh, it's just one way, or, um, you know, we don't want to use it because it's, you know, people don't like texting because it's spammy. First of all, I want to say you are right that texting can be a valuable ministry tool. Um, as a matter of fact, all forms of that smaller communication. So one-on-one texting back and forth DMS. Um, so whether it's your Twitter DM, your Instagram DM, your Facebook messenger, those are becoming more and more popular among people who maybe don't want to have large conversations with lots of people. They just want to have one-on-one conversations with one, or maybe like a smaller group of people. And so we have to, as a church adapt to that, uh, communication preference, right? So if you're not doing any kind of one-on-one or, or, you know, fewer people, you know, communications, you know, that's something to consider. So that's one thing I just wanted to get out of the way that like, Hey, you know, it's, it's still a thing that you need to look in, even though people are, you know, maybe kind of, there's lots of other bells and whistles, right. Reels and, you know, TikTok and all that, but like, it's that it's those one-on-one conversations where relationships get built. And then when relationships get built, that's where that, um, you know, where you can lead people to faith or encourage them in their faith. And so, well, can can I step in real quick? Yeah. I I was going to say this, I could, I could do this whole, like a Ted talk on this. So you're going to have to interrupt me. So feel free. Why don't, again, because we're friends, I don't mind interrupting you. Um, (laughs) But the, the thing is, um, I, I'm glad you made the 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 um, the statement of it's it's what we're talking about is more than just texting on your phone with a phone number. Right. DMs are right. really really important these days, especially with the younger generation. Yes. I think yeah. when I think about texting, I, I think about I'm going to get on my SMS, you know, iMessage <laughs> stuff, yeah. text people. But I've discovered that there are certain people that won't respond to my text message, but they will respond to my Instagram DM or yes. my Twitter DM. Yeah. You, you and I go back and forth all the time. Oh, yeah. We're DMing on Twitter. We're doing texting. I mean, it's it, a lot of people use direct messages. Right. So you can think of it like that too. Like, even though we're going to be talking about texting and text in church and how that works to, to have those conversations, think about the conversations you have with your friends and DMs. It's that same kind of conversational tone. So switching over to using texting, you know, one of the easiest things you can do to stop using tech, you know, your text messaging platform, I hope it's text and church, but there are others to stop using it as a broadcast platform. First of all, you want to make sure that your texting platform is like text and church and that it gives you a local phone number. That's a 10 digit number. So that it doesn't look like a marketing spam text, right? It's coming from a local number that people can recognize and hopefully they've saved in their phone as, oh, this is my church texting me, right? So that's one thing. And then the second thing I always bring up is now I want, I do want to, I, I hate a broadcast message in general, but 
I live in a hurricane area of the country. Some people that work with me live in tornado country. So there are times when a broadcast text, email, whatever is appropriate. So it's not that you would never use texting to broadcast important information. However, there are some things that we send out as a broadcast that could be, or that could have a more conversational tone. Yeah. So one of the examples I use is instead of texting all of your members, red alert, we need VBS volunteers sign up at the link here. That is a broadcast. You're not asking to engage in any kind of conversation. You're just yelling at them that you need help. And here's how they can help you. Right. Right. Now, as someone who has needed volunteers before, I'm not shaming you for doing this because I know sometimes you are, it's, you're down to, you know, you're nervous, you're getting stressed out. We do that. But what if we took a moment and said, okay, let me look at this members list. Okay. I have a list of people who have volunteered in the past. I'm going to put them in a group and then I'm going to message them and I'm going to use my text and church platform, let's say. And instead of saying, Hey, everyone, we need VBS volunteers. I say, Hey, Tom, (laughs) I wanted to let, you know, I wanted to let you know that we are looking for volunteers again this year for VBS. Are you in question mark? Don't put a link. Don't put a link. Let, let people respond back to you. No, I'm not in, I'm going to be on vacation that week. Yes. Or tell me more and that, and guess what you just did. You started a conversation. (laughs) Well, well here, let, let me say this too. I like the fact that you said, Hey, Tom, you inserted the name and someone might be listening and saying, Oh, does that mean I have to do these all individual one by one? No, Texan church makes it easy, right? right? For you to insert someone's name. Yeah. So you could click, you know, I want to send this group of my previous volunteers that I made. So I have a group called past volunteers. When I go into that platform, I can select email or excuse me, text. You could email them too, actually into that site, text and church and stuff. Why? Um, <laughs> I want to, you know, I want to text this group. And then when you type the message, you have the opportunity to add message variables, including first name. And so Tom's going to get one that says, Hey, Tom, Jeanette's going to get one that says, Hey, Jeanette. And, you know, it's going to be more personal. And then you're getting responses back that let you know how to target your information better. So then you have all these replies back that say I'm out Well, then you can remove them from that group. If people are saying, yes, I'm in, you know, you can continue the conversation, maybe then give them the link. Okay. Sign up here. You can pick which spot you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a short conversation, but it's a conversation. Right. And then, you know, that is one of the easiest things to do is like, write the message, not like you're writing an e-blast or a text blast write it like you're Mm -hmm. talking to one person and then use that name, use the person's name in the text message. Right. And that automatically is more personal, more conversational. So even when it's something that, you know, you are needing volunteers, needing signups, needing, you can still 
pose it as a personal question, like, Hey, are you going to be able to go to fall festival this year? You know, whatever, you know, like it's, it's a little bit more conversational. Well, I, I like that. And in fact, I actually like it when you guys Texan church sends me an email about, you know, for instance, the engage conference, right? I like it. You guys make it personal when you say who's sending the text, it's Jenna yes. sending the text right. or it's Tyler. Send, and, and I've seen other organizations do the same thing because then I'm like, oh, and I can actually visualize Tyler or I can visualize right. Jenna. Right. And I'm like, okay, Jenna's sending me this. Now, again, I know she's probably sending that exact same thing to everybody. Right. But right. it make it more personable. And it might be like, hey, I want to text back to Jenna about this or Tyler about this. You right. Know? So. Well, and we, we do a good job. You know, another thing that churches can do um, that make things more personal is not just texting. Cause even what, even the example I just showed or just told was, um, you know, I, I needed something, I needed volunteers, <laughs> but instead of just yelling that I kind of engaged in a conversation, but I'm still in the end, I'm still needing a volunteer, right. I'm still, you know, like trying to start that conversation. Um, and sometimes you're continuing the conversation, right? Sometimes you've already talked to this person at church about volunteering, and then you're sending this message, right? So yeah. some, in some cases it's, uh, you know, extending it, but you know, in a lot of cases you're starting that. Well, another thing that churches can do so that when that text from the church comes, it's not like, Oh, what, is, you know, Oh, what now, you know, what do they want now? What, do, what do I got to sign up for now? What are, you know, is just periodically texting encouragement or texting. So like, you're not asking for anything. You're just saying, Hey, I just wanted you to know, Hey, Tom, I just wanted you to know, we prayed for you in staff meeting today. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I just wanted you to know that, you know, or, you know, I just, you know, I just, I'm, I'm working on my sermon for this week and I hope I can see you there signed to your point signed pastor. So-and-so, right. Uh, another thing is to just point blank ask, how can we pray for you? How can our, how can our team or our prayer team pray for you today? Or how can I pray for you today? So if you're a ministry leader and you're working with youth or you're working with moms or whatever, you send out, Hey, Jeanette, um, how can I pray for you today? Signed, you know, some other, I don't know. I'm ran out of names. I don't know. <laughs> um, sorry. My brain just went. And then people reply back. You then have a way you can pray for them. And sometimes you can text them right back with a quick prayer, add them to your prayer list, maybe go back later in the week and say, Hey, I just wanted, you to know, I, I prayed for you this morning during my quiet time. You know, it's that in, those engaging conversations. Now you might be going, yeah, that takes time, but guess what? First of all, you can, you can schedule some of those initial texts. That saves you time so that you can spend more time praying, responding, engaging, connecting. So that's an, and you can send a text out that says, how can I pray for you to everybody in your ministry and then get, and then respond back individually as they reply back to you. So you're only having to type, how can I pray for you once? And then you're engaging in those conversations throughout the week with those replies back. So I think that's really important. And our team at Texan Church does send out a periodic, how can we pray for you today? And we actually 
have a prayer team that, that prays. So it's not just a marketing tool for us, you know, marketing strategy for us. We really do, um, lift, uh, people who reply back, we do lift them up in prayer. And so it's something that is a strategy to engage in conversation and engage and connect, but it's, it's also, it's not a strategy that has no purpose, has no meaning. Right. No, I, I agree 100% with you. And it, again, I, I thought, you know, again, ministry leaders, we have so many things on our plate. We're doing so many things. But the reality is we, we've got in the ministry to help people discover God and come into a relationship with him. And so to say that, oh, my gosh, it takes so much time to interact with people. And to, that's part of our job. That's the right. big part of our I would kill for those conversations. That's what right. we want. We want those kind of conversations just because they happen on a phone or on a computer rather than in person. That doesn't make it any less meaningful. It, I like what you're saying. It starts the conversation so that you can follow up with them again digitally or the next time you see them at church, you yes. can go up to them and say, hey, how is that going? We prayed for you. Like there's lots of opportunities that you can use that again, just to start the conversation. So yeah, it's a great way. And like one of the things I like about the text and church system, which is the only system I can speak to, right? So, um, but you know, with those reply backs and everything, like you can go in and say, you know, look at, so I could go into my system and look at Tom, the conversation that Tom conversation history that Tom Pounder has had with, so I can see past prayer requests. I can see my past replies, all of those things. And that gives you a record. And, you know, it's like, I know that you probably heard this and, you know, some Bible study where it's like, write down your prayers and then write down the answers that you get and see that, well, this is kind of that same thing where you can go back and see the conversation and how it's developed. So like for me, now that I work, you know, I used to be just like you, Tom, and use text and church with my church. I was the communications manager there and I used it and now I'm, I'm on the team. So I can actually go back and look at the system and I can see how my quote relationship with text and church and the people on their team has involved, evolved over the years and how I went from help. I don't know how to do this. What do you mean by that? I still don't understand. <laughs> help yeah. me, help me, help me um, <laughs> to actually, you know, like engaging in more um, meaningful conversations with team members as I learned how to use the platform. And then of course, now the conversation history is different too, because I'm on both sides of it. But, you know, I think if you look at that from a church and pastoral perspective, discipleship perspective, you can see how these conversations, how your relationships with people have um, developed over the course of those conversations, even though that those texting and email conversations are only part of the story. They're not the whole story. Yeah. They're part of it, but it's a good little record to have as well. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I think that's great to, that you can be able to go back and check out that stuff. You know, one of the things you and I've talked about this before, but one of the things I really like to utilize text and church for is to text out devotionals. We send mm -hmm. out devotional encouragement. And even in that, you can make it a two-way conversation yes. because you can say, hey, today we're reading Genesis chapter 32. Read it and then share, reply back to me something that stood out to you in that chapter. Yes. And again, 
most of the people won't respond to me, but there are people that do respond and say this. And again, that enables us to have a discipleship opportunity and a discipleship conversation beyond just, hey, read Genesis chapter 32 today. Yeah. And then leave it like that, you know? Well, and that's the thing is like one of, one of the easiest ways to start a conversation is ask a question. And it's like, of like when I say that and you hear it right now, you're like, Oh yeah. That's how I start all my conversations. Like in real life, when you meet somebody, you say, Hey, what is your name? Question mark, (laughs) you know, whatever. And then you start, you know, how did you hear about this coffee shop or what, you know, you, you have, you usually conversations start with a question and then you go back and forth. And so I think when in doubt, like ask a question or like in your case, you weren't even asking questions. You were just like, share your takeaway, share what you learned or share something that you felt. Um, and so like, sometimes it doesn't have to be a question, but you're, you're giving them, as we like to say in the biz, a call to action. You're asking them to do something. Um, so I think that's, um, you know, a great idea as well, but the, in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, technology is not the, um, answer in the way that a lot of people think, like if I just had better graphics, my Instagram would be better. If I just, um, had this tool, then my, um, you know, I would be able to get all of my volunteer slots filled, you know, it's (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, it's the relationships that you're building and using technology, whether it be texting or DMS or, um, engaging in conversations and online groups or whatever, that's going to be what, um, you know, it's that relationship building. That's really the point. And technology is really there just to help you be able to do your ministry work more efficiently, more effectively, um, and with a little less frazzle, as we like to say, a little less frazzle, a little bit more focus. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's awesome. This has all been great. Okay. So, you know, these are great tips that people can have when, when texting, is there anything else that you would add to this? Well, um, so I think, first of all, I would, I would love anybody to, and I know Tom, you probably have a link too that you can share with them. I would love people to try out, um, text and church. We do offer free trials. Of course, you can also just, um, Tom, feel free to share my contact information. Um, they can hit me up on Twitter or uh, Facebook or even Instagram and talk to me about more about what it means to really use technology specifically texting, but I'll, I'm, I'll talk to you about anything technology and ministry related. Um, but I really think that, um, investing the time in learning how to use a tool well, um, and really, you know, another thing that, you know, I keep saying tool, but like text and church would say, no, it's a solution, not a tool. So it's, you know, we're, we're helping, you know, we want to solve the problem of you not having enough time of you, um, feeling like you're always, trying to keep a leg up. So, you know, if you want to talk more about that, or if you want to figure out how text and church might be able to be a solution for you. Um, and then if you want to talk strategy, I'm definitely in for that, but we, you can attend, um, 
I do live demos once a week for text and church. I'm happy to do that. Or just y'all can shoot me a DM and I'll be happy to chat with you um, individually as well. Cause like we mentioned the DM situation in social is blowing up, right? Like that's where it's all, it says we're, it's going down in the DM because that's where people are really like talking back and forth and asking questions. They feel a lot more comfortable doing that than sometimes like in a big Facebook group or on a Facebook page or an ad or something like that. Yeah. And, and I would just add, and I'll include all those links uh, to connect with Jeanette. She's awesome. She's a great resource. And and I've even uh, called her, texted her and said, hey, I've got this issue here. Yeah. And, um, and she's <laughs> very helpful. But I would say if, if you're trying texting and it's not working right now, don't give up on it. Try, just try something different. Yeah. Jeanette just highlighted three or four different things that you could do. Just keep on trying at it because what, what's the thing? It's over 90% of the people who get texts are opening them. So yes. they're going to see it. So the yeah. question is, will they respond to it? And are you giving them something to respond to? Or are you just telling them, hey, sign up for my, we need more volunteers, sign up for it, you know? And one more thing I would add, we did talk a little bit about automation or scheduling, and that sometimes can turn people off. They can say like, ooh, that sounds very robotic. Like, I don't, I don't want people to feel like we're trying to use a bot to, you know, do ministry. <laughs> yeah. And I want to encourage you that, you know, first of all, any, any message that you schedule, you're typing ahead of time and scheduling it to go out at a sense at a time that makes sense for you. So when we talk about that time management piece or allowing you to have more time, you know, you may be a bivocational person, or you may be somebody, you know, that maybe you work for the church, but within the church, you're quad vocational, you have four different roles, right. And you sit, you don't, you don't have time to text everybody during the week to ask for prayer and all that kind of stuff. So you can sit down and say, I want to pray for everybody in my youth ministry once a week. And I want to be intentional about that time. So I'm going to schedule an email or why do I keep saying email? It's called text in church y'all. Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to send a text. I want to schedule a text to go out every week. Um, to, to ask how I can pray for my, the people in my ministry. Now, when you have time to actually sit down and schedule that out, that may be 9 PM on a Monday. Yeah. You don't want to send that out at 9 PM. You want to schedule that. Right. Um, right. and so you can schedule that, but you're still writing that you're just scheduling it to go out at a time. That's going to make sense. Even if you're having to write it at midnight or 9 PM or something. So it's, yes. it's, you know, that's where that, you know, automate, you know, that automation or, or using a scheduler, it's not taking away the ministry portion. It's taking away the schedule portion, the, the, you know, uh, inefficiency, or maybe you say, oh yeah, I can take three seconds to send out this text in the middle of the day tomorrow, but you're going to get busy, right? You're not. <laughs> and so this helps you kind of stay, um, focused. And then with, you know, we also have some automated where you can schedule up a schedule, a series of messages, like you mentioned with the devotionals, Tom, yeah. well, that can sound, Ooh, I got, you're gonna, this is an automated thing. That's going to just automatically send out all these devotionals. Well, you're still writing the devotionals. Your pastor's still writing the devotionals. You're still writing those emails and texts. You're just scheduling it so that you can go about your business of ministering and responding and replying and engaging without having to remember to send those out every single day for the duration of that devotional. So it's not about, um, uh, you know, it's automated, but it's not, um, taking that 
um, it's not taking the ministry away from you. It's giving you more time to do the ministry. Okay. The scheduling, the scheduling feature is the best thing that well, not the best thing, but it is an amazing tool within Texan church because I'm able, I've scheduled th things out days ahead of time. It, it saves me time and whatnot. And the automation stuff too is, you know, again, from a devotional perspective of what we've really been committed to at my church, it has been a time saver and that stuff lives there. And mm -hmm. anybody can do that Bible study at any time throughout the year. Yeah. And it's done. I've put the same amount of thought in it. They're just reading it at a different time of year than when I originally posted it. So again, it's just so, so helpful. And there's great tools there. Okay. I know you're, I know we're getting ready to wrap up because I know that podcast is almost over, but let me just tell you this one story and I will give you the link so you can share it in the show notes. But one of our members shared recently in our Facebook group that he created a 365 day workflow that sends encouraging messages to people that, so they have a ministry that um, serves people in cancer treatment and that those patients can sign up to receive these enc daily encouragement devotionals. And he shared that with us. And so I'll share the link with you because that's another way that the scheduler and using, using texting for ministry, that's how that really works. And of course he's engaged in conversations with some of those people. And so it's anyway, it's just another really great story. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw that in there. One more thing, one more thing. Yeah. No, no, I like it. We've been trying to wrap up for 10 minutes now and it's been like, you know, but no, it's been good. Um, the, uh, okay. So I'll include all of Jeanette's links. She will have that stuff. Again, one of the best ways to get a hold of her is on Twitter. Uh, that's where we first met. Um, and so, and we have met in person before, Finally. so that's, you know, yes. Um, so that's been good. Um, but yes, Jeanette, it's always great having you on. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me as always. I love hanging out. All right. So what stood out to you from that conversation? I know Jeanette and I, we go back and forth on a lot of different things. We've known each other for quite a number of years uh, and she's a wonderful person, but she's got so much knowledge, so much information. What is it that she said that stood out to you? What encouraged you from this episode? I would love to hear your uh, thoughts so that we can have this conversation carry on online some more. Hit me up on Twitter at T.A. Pounder or Jeanette Yates. She's, all her information is in the show notes. So definitely hit her up as well. We would love to talk a little bit more about how you can have engaging conversations with people from your church to other people that you're doing ministry to. That's, again, engaging conversations, not just one-way conversations. So share with us there and we can have that conversation online. All right, here is that wraps it up for another episode of the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed the conversation, well, I would love for you to subscribe to it. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Amazon. It's on all different kind of platforms. So go to your favorite podcast host, subscribe to it, and get these updates every single time we've got a new episode out. They come out very regularly. So definitely hit the subscribe button today. All right, here is why I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. And until next time, have a great one.